Hi, welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. My name is Jessica Libor, and I am a Philadelphia-based artist, curator, and art professor, as well as artist coach. In this podcast, I cover topics vital to the success of emerging and established artists, like inspiration, mindset, art business relationships, and artist career strategy. You'll also hear interviews from art world luminaries who share their wisdom. My goal for this podcast is for you to feel encouraged, inspired, and in control of your art career, and to help you become the best artist that you can be. Hello, my beautiful artist friends. I hope you're doing really well. I'm excited to be doing a solo episode with you today. I've been doing so many interviews with some interesting people that I believe all have something to share with us as artists, but I just really felt like I wanted to share some things on this topic for today because it just came to me in the middle of the night. So I'm a little bit under the weather today. Um, I have a cold I just did a coronavirus test and it's definitely not coronavirus, thank goodness. Um, And it's, it's just a little cold. I mean, it's not like I'm suffering a whole lot, but I do have a little bit of sniffles and um, a little bit of a sore throat. Um, But I was thinking last night because um, I kind of woke up in the middle of the night and I was just having a hard time falling asleep because um, of the cold and... um, I had all these ideas come to me and one of the ideas was about a podcast episode for treating your body as a temple and what that would mean for you and your art career and how it would affect your art career and what specific ways that I try to do that for my own body and I was thinking of it last night because I was like oh this is miserable I hate being sick how could I have like done a better job of treating my body as a temple so that, you know, I could have avoided getting sick. Um, and usually I'm very good about it, but I've just been so busy the last couple weeks that I have been running low on sleep and, um, just like staying up really late working on projects and then getting up early. And I know that that is a chink in my armor. Like for me, if I don't get enough sleep, then I am more likely to get sick. So, um, so I was just thinking about like different ways I could have bolstered my own immunity during, um, during this time and just as a habit, you know? So I just wanted to share with you some of the ways that I really try to prioritize my health and think of my body as my home, my temple. Um, and it is the thing from which everything emanates. I mean, your mind and body are interconnected, right? Um, I think your mind really is the more central thing because it controls everything within your body. However, your mind is also part of your body. Your brain is part of your body. And um, so it is all interconnected. So mindset obviously is very important because that also affects your body. If you've ever experienced anxiety, um, or just like mood swings, you know that your thoughts definitely um, affect the way that your body feels. So 
of course, taking care of your mind is so important, but I, I wanted to switch focuses and talk about your physical body and caring for your physical body as an artist um, so that we just can draw attention to that because also the way that you care for your physical body and what you do with it has an impact on your mental status as well and your mood. So it actually works both ways. Your mind affects your body and your body affects your mind. If you've ever experienced a runner's high, you'll know that doing certain things with your body creates a chemical reaction in your mind and can absolutely elevate your mood. Okay, so let's start with the basics. Let's start with diet. So um, I went vegetarian two years ago, and um, this is not a podcast about being a vegetarian, but, and I believe that everybody is different and you have to research whatever works best for your body. And I totally respect people who eat in all different kinds of ways and whatever way you do eat does not offend me. I just want to be clear about that. But for me, I went vegetarian, um, a couple years ago because I watched this documentary. It was called Forks Over Knives, and it was all about um, the scientific data on how certain things affect your body. So um, I don't think anyone will argue that fruits and vegetables are good for your body and that they they promote life. You know, um, we, we are part of nature and, um, you know, plants are part of nature and, um, you know, our, our body handles them very, very well. And I was just so convinced after I watched that documentary, I was like, oh my goodness, this is like, this is amazing. And also I was somebody who didn't really ever like meat. I just ate it because I felt that I had to get the protein in. So, um, it actually felt great to be vegetarian. Like I had an excuse to not eat meat because I actually didn't really like it. But, um, but I had to learn other things to substitute my protein, like protein powders. I had just, I started taking supplements like B12, a multivitamin, fish oil, things like that. And also a bunch of other uh, supplements that I specifically targeted for my own body to just like um, balance my hormones, stuff like that. Um, so you have to do research on what you want to target within your body and help to so that so that you can input food and supplements and you know clean water into your body that will help optimize your body's health and i got really into that in 2020 when um we were in lockdown because you know our all of our worlds shrank right they totally shrank and for me i was like oh you know going to the grocery store was like a big outing, you know, back in 2020 when you like didn't have any social outings or anything. And, um, and so I got really into cooking and vegetarian cooking and supplements and just, um, started being really like precise about all that. And it stuck with me and I I just love it. I started like learning how to cook all these like yummy vegetarian recipes and, you know, discovered all these like food influencers who were, um, vegetarian I tried to go um, raw, um, like raw vegetarian, but I I couldn't do it. (laughs) It was just too hard. Um, But yeah, so I experimented with a lot of different things. And now um, I really just try to think of 
the food that I'm eating as like alive and so everything you put into your body like becomes a part of you you are literally ingesting it you are permitting it to get inside of you and so and then it becomes a part of you it becomes a, a part of maybe your eye or your your hair or your skin and so looking at the food and thinking about like do I want this to become part of me it's kind of like a spiritual way of looking at it as well like um, do I want to become one with this food and some people think of it um, a little bit more deeply even and I'm not to that level yet but I do admire it um, the people who are like you know everything has to be organic farm raised because um, they they the way that I understand it the people who um, who think this way is they look at the food as an energy and they want the energy of the food to be really positive and clean and um, and raised in like a good way. And so even people who are not vegetarian, who eat meat, but who still think this way with food, they they like buy their meats from um, an organic farm where like the livestock is raised in open fields. And, you know, they know that they know that the um, the animal has had like a good life. So it's an interesting way of thinking about it. And um, it actually reminds me of the Native American way of thinking about food. Because if you look at some of their, um, their practices, Native American practices, they thought that everything had like a spirit inside of it. And so when they were eating food, or they were eating an animal, they, they thought about like, and they gave thanks for the spirit that lived within that thing. Now, you don't have to, obviously, everyone's totally different. You don't have to think that way. But it's just a allegory to me about the energy that you're taking in, the food that you're taking into your body, um, because it, it does become a part of you. And so it's just been different for me to like think that way. And because I've started thinking that way, I naturally don't eat processed foods as much anymore. Um, like for instance, like a tasty cake or something. I just feel that it just tastes so fake to me now. And it's not even like pleasurable. Like I still enjoy sweets, but you know, I have my own version of sweets now, like really dark chocolate or, um, oh my gosh, creamed honey, like farm grown creamed honey. Just try it. It's like amazing. Um, and then I make my own smoothies. So it's just been really fun, like discovering healthy food during the last two years and discovering that you can actually make it taste really good. And, um, and my body has felt great. I mean, I haven't experienced any serious illnesses or problems and, um, you know, obviously I'm recording this right now and I am sick, but that's a very rare occurrence. And, um, it just had me focus more on like what I could do even better to like bolster my immune system. So do your research and do what feels right for you for your own diet. But I encourage you to think of your food as energy that you're taking in and that it becomes a part of you. And for each thing that you eat, just think, um, do you want this to be a part of you? So, okay, so that's food. This episode is sponsored by the Luminary Artist Academy. The Luminary Artist Academy 
is a six-month self-paced transformational course for contemporary realist feminine artists to blossom into the higher level of professional success from the inside out. The Luminary Artist Academy was written for you. As an artist myself who has been through the dark night of my own soul and through the thickets of my own limiting beliefs, in order to come out on the other side, I feel the struggle and I know where you are. I know the desires that you feel and the frustration at feeling like they are out of reach and I have discovered the keys to unlocking your own potential and totally transforming the reality of your creative practice and your experience as an artist in a very short time after doing it myself. And I wrote the Luminary Artist Academy to share this process with you. So the Luminary Artist Academy is a comprehensive, detailed, step-by-step course that takes you on an odyssey through the inner chambers of your heart and soul to your creative practice and out into the world where you shine your confident feminine light as a luminary in your field. This course supports you every single step of the way to guide you into stepping into your highest version of yourself within your artistic career and your life. Don't let another year go by just thinking about it and without taking action. Being in limbo, saying next time or I'll do it later, is the reason why you feel like you're spinning your wheels and staying stuck. By doing the same things in the same way, you'll likely be in the same place you are now, six months from now, if you don't take action. Take the first steps today to believe in a different future for yourself. The gallery shows, press celebrating your work, and sales pouring in from your art is what you know you are meant for and what you ultimately deserve. Your most aligned artistic career is waiting for you. It's time to believe in yourself and value your dreams. I believe in you. Explore the course via the link in the show notes or at www.thevisionaryartistsalon.com. Oh, side note, I am also starting to grow my own vegetable um, patch this summer. So I just planted all of these amazing, um, all these amazing little seedlings and they are sprouting now. I have cabbage and carrots and tomatoes and snap peas and a bunch of other things. So I'm going to be growing my own foods and I am so excited for that. I think it's going to be awesome because before this, I didn't know anything about growing food and I'm just teaching myself because you can learn anything on the internet these days. So, um, so why does this even matter for your art? So all of this, all of this, um, ideas about eating well and taking care of your body. Why does this even matter for your art career? Well, um, maybe short term, it doesn't really matter. Like if you have an idea and you create it, and you know, you're eating really unhealthy, um, maybe it doesn't really matter short term. But in the long term, to sustain a career as an artist, which takes an incredible amount of stamina and drive and perseverance and, um, and passion, you know, anything that's going to help your body and mind sustain that level of passion is going to be helpful for your art career because you want to be at the top of your game. You want to be creatively at your peak. And then also 
making art can be very physical, like it can be demanding to paint for long periods of time, especially if you work large and you have a more physical demanding um, way of painting, it can certainly be physically taxing and to support your body in all the nutrients that it needs so that you feel healthy and you're able to work really um, in a robust way will really help you in your art career to achieve more in the long term and be more sustainable in the long term. So that's what we want is to build this beautiful arc of a career. And in order to do that, you have to be able to sustain that in your body and your mind. So feeding the feeding your body, which is your greatest tool, your mind is also your greatest tool. Uh, probably your mind is your greatest tool. Your body is one of your greatest tools. <laughs> Um, your body is your servant of your mind. So, um, so they're both interconnected, but so that's why it's so important to sustain your body and to really honor it. And then I wanted to touch on, um, treating your body as a temple. What does that even mean? For me, that means like really, um, recognizing that your body is special, you own your body like you um it's yours to do with as you wish and you know you choose every day what to do with it you choose um you choose what to eat you choose how you're going to move your body um you choose um you know who to embrace you choose where your body will take you like physically geographically so your body is really such an amazing vehicle and um, you're in charge of it, which is really amazing. And uh, you're in charge of your health and just to be more proactive about that, because it's going to just empower you. It's going to have a domino effect and really empower you in every area of your life, including your art career. And um, yeah, treating your body as a temple is just um, a way of just realizing how special your body is and how it is worthy of your attention and it is the home of all your inspiration. So just to really take care of it. All right. So another way to take care of your body and treat it as a temple is by ingesting healthy water. So um, most of us live in places with drinkable water. However, just because it's drinkable, like the city says it's drinkable, does not mean that it's like the most optimal for your health. So I do recommend that everybody, if you at all can get a really high level um water filter i have one um i have one that's like a canister it's i forget the brand um but it's like a um it's like a uh it's it's a i don't want to say aluminum it's a metal um it's a metal canister and it has a ceramic filter in it and ceramic filters out everything so basically you get all the heavy metals just filtered out all of the things that could come through your tap water and that like the city filters may miss um when it goes through ceramic like everything is like pulled out so you don't get any impurities in it so you're drinking really pure water so um i do recommend that if at all possible you just make sure to do that because you know, that will also help long-term to enhance your creativity and make you feel more alive and um, prevent any long-term health effects. So clean water and um, really healthy food. 
All right, so the other thing, of course, is exercise. So I like to really listen to my body. Um, there was a point in time where I was doing this. This was like uh, four or five years ago. I did this three-month program called Body for Life, and it was about um, it was about an hour a day that I would exercise, um, counting. Uh, it was it was more like forty-five minutes, and I would go to the gym every single morning, and have one day off, and um, I would lift weights, and then I would um, do cardio on the days in between. And um, it was really empowering because it did help me develop a routine and it did help me develop this level of like feeling in control of my body and therefore of my life, which was really empowering. However, um, I found that it was not really sustainable, like to do it every single day and to do kind of the exact same thing in a pattern every single week. And I kind of lost steam after I did this program and um, I had to look for other ways to kind of switch it up. So I just listen to my body and see what it wants to do. Um, of, of course, I do try to like plan a bit ahead of time, but if one day I'm, I'm scheduled to go to the gym, but like I really just feel like running outside, then I will ditch those plans and I'll like run outside. Or if one day... I'm like exhausted and I'm going to like push myself to go to the gym, but I can feel like my body just like needs a rest, then I'll rest that day. And so just listening to your body and not beating yourself up that you have to do a certain specific exercise all the time um, is really helpful because, you know, your body will tell you by what it feels, what it needs. And, you know, you'll also have those days where like, your body really wants to move and you just want to exercise and it feels so good when you just move it. And um, I also recently got into swimming because the gym that I go to has a pool. So I do love being in the water. They have um, a beautiful pool there. In the summers, it's outside. So it's really just like fun to be outside and to, um, to, to swim and it's so good on the joints. And I actually get a lot of good ideas when I swim. It's kind of like being in the shower. So I'll like, I'll get like these flashes of like potential pieces as I'm swimming. And so it can be good for creativity as well. Um, actually, I get the same thing while running. I think anything like repetitive where you don't have to use your analytical mind, I think it really helps with creativity because it allows your mind to kind of rest and then like thoughts to come to the surface. Um, that that doesn't happen with, for instance, like lifting weights where I have to be like counting the reps and then thinking of what's the next exercise I'm doing. It's just a very different energy. Um, but yeah, so I like swimming. And then I have shared in previous episodes, I, I've re recently gotten into dancing, um, ecstatic dancing. And um, and I really love that because it's it's like really intense dancing for like a couple of hours and it's so fun and I feel like it just really wakes up my body and mind and it's an amazing cardio workout too. Um, and I used to, so I used to do ballet and so I've always loved dancing, but I used to think like when I was in high school and I was doing ballet, kind of like I had to choose, like, do I want to do ballet or do I want to do art? And so I like gave up ballet and, and I really loved it. But um, 
I've realized now that not everything has to be like a business, you know, like I don't have to be a professional ballerina to be a dancer. You can just enjoy dancing and it's okay. And it just, it bleeds into other areas of your life and it, it gives you, um, its own reward, you know, that's not monetary. And it's just like this release of movement and creativity in movement. And it's really special. So, so yeah, think of ways that you can move your body that work for you and not everybody will be as mobile and some people will be much more mobile. Some people run triathlons. Um, I have one friend and she does these like triathlons and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I really don't have any desire to do that, but props to you. Um, and some people really love hiking or um, badminton or like there's so many different like sports you can partake in. Um, so think about what works for you. And some people, you know, maybe they have mobility issues and maybe you can do things like chair yoga or just like going for a walk going for a walk on the beach, going for like a walk around your neighborhood, walking the dog, um, you know, doing some simple exercises at home, gardening. Um, so d think of different ways that you can move your body that works well for you and your situation. But the main thing is you want to get some muscle resistance in whatever you're doing. And then also like get your heart rate up ideally, even if it's just slightly um, just to, to get that blood moving and um, to get the lymph system moving so that everything kind of like works together. And I don't think that I have to tell you the benefits to exercise. They are many and they just, they help you live longer and reduce any kind of disease. And um, it's incredibly important. So our bodies are meant to move and we have to give them what they want. And um, we, we are happier also when we do move. So I just encourage you to find ways of movement that like work for you. And then I also wanted to include in this episode uh, just a little bit about um, using supplies that are non-toxic. So this is something that's not often thought about in health, but as artists, we are typically around a lot of potential chemicals in our day-to-day -day lives. Um, this is any kind of artist, most kind of artists. Um, but if you are a painter, like an oil painter, or even acrylic painter, or if you're a sculptor, um, you're typically around um, either like fumes um, um, because of the different, the different uh, materials that it takes to use these things, or possibly um, dust. I'm thinking of um, sanding down things and you know, the, the different things that sculptors do. And also uh, painters, when we sand down all of our uh, canvases. So we do have particular um, hazards to watch out for. And this is something that I learned a couple years ago. And um, I use all natural um, painting supplies now because it really bothered me like all throughout college when I would go into a, a painting class and everyone would have the turpentine out. Turpentine or odorless turpentine, which is actually also toxic to you. It's just that you don't smell it. Um, and, you know, they would have all these chemicals out and there would be like 10 students in the classroom and everyone had it out. And 
the smell was just like overpowering and um and I could tell like there's just like a lot of chemicals in the air and I started doing research on how can I be an oil painter without using any of these chemicals and I came across um Chelsea Classical Studio makes these solvents that are non-toxic. So um, I actually use lavender spike oil, which is what the old masters used. It's actually what Rembrandt used to build his paintings. Um, and that actually takes the place of turpentine or turpenoid. It acts in a very similar way. So it really thins the paint. It evaporates at the same rate. And, um, and it's, it's archival. So I start my paintings with that if I'm um, if I'm starting like an eboche and uh, which is like the first layer it's like a little bit more like a watercolor and then you build up the thicker layer on top of it in oil painting. Um, so I'll start with the the lavender spike oil and then I will switch to for the other layers um, they have they have different they have um, they have like a lavender spike oil mixed with walnut oil for like that mid, um, those middle layers. And then they have pure walnut oil, um, or linseed oil that you can use for like those top layers and glazes. So, um, so that's what I have switched to. And it's great because I don't get those toxic fumes. Um, now there is, of course, um, you have to be careful with oil paint itself that you don't really get it on your hands. So you don't want to be that painter who's like at the end of a painting session, your hands are covered in paint because that's really toxic to your skin. Um, it, even if you don't have like a skin reaction to it, it's being absorbed into your bloodstream. And a lot of these, you know, oil paints have like um, really heavy metals in it. You just don't want it in your body. So um so definitely, if you are somebody who's a messier painter, then I recommend wearing gloves. Um, or, yeah, or just, um, you know, trying to be more precise. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, definitely wearing gloves um, can help protect your skin, which is, which absolutely, you know, it doesn't stop all the paint from going into your bloodstream. So you want to have that barrier of gloves. Um, so gloves... Um, if it's if it's possible and resonates with you switching to an all natural routine and then for for when you, whenever you're sanding things or if you're a sculptor and you're working um in an environment with a lot of dust um being actually serious about wearing a mask the appropriate mask that will protect your lungs um because it's just so unnecessary to have health problems later in life from a buildup of all these toxic things. And it's just unnecessary and it's very preventable. Um, so even though you may feel like you like look silly in, in like the present, it's just, it's treating your body as a temple and it's saying like, I matter, you know, my lungs matter. <laughs> I care about my body and it's worth caring for. So, um, so just protecting your body as you are you know, making your divine creations and, um, as well as treating it well in, um, letting it move and feeding it the best that you can. So that is my two cents on treating your body as a temple. Um, you know what I'm thinking, I'm just going to add another point here. Okay. Let's add another point. Rest. Um, rest is also important because, 
you know, I spent the day in my studio this week, just like, just like looking at my paintings, um, doing some like upkeep on them. And I felt so inspired by the end of the day because it was such like a low key day. And I felt like I had all these ideas by the end of the day. And I felt that it happened because my mind was like really relaxed and I wasn't in a state of like fight or flight. Like I have to get this deadline done. I have to do this. I have to do that. I was really just like enjoying my own work. And because of that, I could visualize what I had to do to like take it further, like what the next pieces should look like and, um, and like visualize that. So sometimes you just need to like be around your work and like visualize and just take some time to like do nothing and ideas and your next steps will like come to the surface. Um, and sometimes your body needs a rest as well as your mind. So just, just, um, just listen to it and honor that. Cause I think in the long term that's going to make a difference in sustaining your career and also creating work that's very true to you and not just like cranking out the same things again and again. Um, when you really take the time to think about what you're doing, it's going to have more meaning and more weight to it, which is going to, um, it's going to shift your art career into a higher level. So allow yourself time to kind of like um, percolate your ideas and, uh, you know, really, really take time to think about your next move as an artist. And don't just get caught up in like always having to produce something. Um, yeah, so that's what I would say about that. Take time to rest as well. All right, so that's all I have for you about this particular topic. I just want to remind you also that the Eric Contemporary show Legends of the Moon is also open for submissions right now. This is an exhibition that I am curating um, with the Lunar Codex. So anybody who's accepted into this exhibition is going to have their work put on a digital time capsule and sent to the moon um, with the Lunar Codex. So if you're interested in submitting to that, um, the link is in the show notes and the deadline for that is May 15th, the early bird, and June 15th is the final deadline. So I hope to see lots of amazing submissions from you guys. Um, I know a lot of you have written to me already saying that you're working on a piece. So I'm excited to see what you guys submit. Any questions, just, you know, send me an email. My email is in the show notes as well. Um, yeah, so that's all for today. Hope you guys have a fantastic week and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired Painter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review with your experience. This helps other people discover the podcast who might be encouraged by it as well. And if you are interested in booking a coaching call with me to create a plan for your art career and overcome limits that may be holding you back, please visit the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jessica Libor Studio. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, stay inspired.